Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Coming to you from my inexplicably sideways iPad video. It's fine. We're all sideways once or twice in our lives. <laughs> we are all... <laughs> I thought that was the end of the sentence. We are all sideways once. <laughs> so, um, we have... Um, we've done a bunch. We've done a bunch of Marvel characters recently. Um, but we are going to do at least one more uh, for you this week. Because uh, there was bit of hullabaloo recently about good uh, some good hullabaloo for once in comics some positive hullabaloo actually i knowing comics people there was probably also some negative hullabaloo but i didn't see it so <laughs> no we we choose not to interact with the people who would uh respond to this with uh negative hullabaloo but there were some, uh, some like, on-set photos that came out from the Disney Plus Hawkeye series with Haley Steinfeld and a dog. Um, and alongside that was the announcement that they had cast a uh, deaf Native American actress uh, to play the character of Echo, um, which is very, very exciting. Uh, and today we are going to, uh, talk about Echo, because there's probably quite a few people who saw that announcement and went, cool, and then went, who's that? <laughs> um, oh, nice. Who's Echo? Who's Echo? She seems cool. She is pretty cool. Um, there's also some weirdness, because it's comics, but, well, um, I would like just one episode where we can say, and there's no weirdness at all. <laughs> nothing, What's that? I... nothing weird happens to this character at all. I feel like once we reach that point, we won't have a podcast anymore. It'll just be like us coming on and going like, and then uh, this character had a uh, really uh, successful career and they never died, and uh, their backstory was totally appropriate, and there was no weird, like, race or gender stuff. There was no cloning, there was no body swapping, there was no alien stuff, there was no- it was yep. just really normal. They were never replaced with a scrawl. They never, like, went into, like, an alternate dimension and became, like, a younger version of themselves. <laughs> Just normal. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> until that day comes, we're going to keep covering whack stuff from comics. Um, so, um, Echo, uh, was cre uh, introduced in, uh, 1999, uh, in Daredevil, um, written by, uh, David Mack and drawn by, uh, Joe Quesada, um, and she is, okay, some of the weirdness is gonna start right off the bat, um, she's a, uh, a young Native American woman, possibly Native American Latina, um, 
because I saw some places that just that said like Native and Latina, and then some sources that just said Native American, and then there were also some sources that said uh, she was uh, Cheyenne, and then other sources that were like, uh, oh, she doesn't know her like tribal background or like. She knows it, but uh, it's never given in the comics. So I don't know if this is because of contradictory comics information or just I was looking at uh, like bios that didn't have all of the facts, but... Are these comics (laughs) problems or internet problems? Who knows? (laughs) The eternal question. Um... She is definitely, for sure, um, of Native American heritage, one of uh, relatively few Native characters in comics, and one of maybe fewer deaf characters, Um, because everything I was finding was just, like, she is one of the only deaf characters in Marvel besides Hawkeye, and I was like, one of the only, or is she the only one besides Hawkeye? <laughs> I... Come on, guys! <sighs> Can't we just have clear and concise information for once? Just... Can somebody... I'm trying to do a podcast. Can some of you guys just tell me just the, the straightforward facts about Echo? Um... But, uh, regardless, definitely Native American, definitely deaf. Um, her name is Maya Lopez, which is maybe the source of, maybe people are just, like, saying she's, like, Native and Latina because, like, Lopez is, like, a relatively common, like, Latino surname. Um, but, anyways, all that being said, um... She is uh, the daughter of a Native American uh, mob boss um, named uh, Willie Lincoln, who uh, went by, uh, okay, this getting problematic very early on, um, his like, his like mob name like you know how like mob bosses are all like hey it's like uh joey the gambler gambino or like stuff like that um (laughs) his like mob like nickname um was crazy horse uh because he's you know he was a native american guy and then also because he was like kind of unhinged so it's like doubly offensive (laughs) Uh, who um, who wrote this again? Uh, who who did this? David Mack. Mm. I mean, to be absolutely fair, I don't think the mafia is known for their like cultural sensitivity. Mm. <laughs> but I'm also like, you didn't have to. You didn't have to put. It didn't have to be that. Um. But uh. Her, she grew up with her dad. Um, her mom left when she was very young, um, because of, you know, her father's, uh, 
crimes and also general instability. Um, and her dad uh, frequently worked with Kingpin as, you know, a, a, a mafia-type guy. Um, and eventually uh, he got to be too much of a liability uh, and Kingpin had to have him killed. Classic Kingpin. Uh, and he's like, oh, I understand. But anyway, <laughs> I, I know why you had to do this. Thank you for being upfront with me. <laughs> I get it. I totally do. I would have done the same thing. Anyway. Really, good we're, yeah, we're on the same page here. <laughs> um, I mean, he is apparently uh, somewhat okay with it. Um, cause he, uh, uh, Echo is there when he dies, unfortunately, and, uh, he touches her face and leaves, like, a, a bloody handprint across it. This will, <laughs> this is a surprise tool that will help us later. Um. <laughs> Echo will remember this. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, his dying wish is that uh, Kingpin uh, take care of his daughter. Um, and Kingpin cracks his knuckles and then he's like, wait, no. I think he means, like, raise, not, like, <laughs> take care of. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I'm really used to the other meaning. Um, <laughs> no, no, I want you to, like, raise her. <laughs> you know? Treat her like uh, a child. It's like, uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't really know what people do with those. Um, but, you know, like, credit where credit's due. Kingpin does, like, raise her. Um, and not like he, like, teaches her a lot of stuff. But it it doesn't seem like he's really, like, like the classic, like, villain taking in a child type. Like, he's not really, like, training her to be a weapon. Um, but he he does... He's just gonna he raise her. He does a lot of <laughs> stuff that children probably shouldn't know. I mean, honestly, Kingpin would probably raise any child in this way. Yes, no, absolutely. Um... Because part of this is, uh, at first, they, he, I, I'm a little unclear if it's Kingpin doesn't realize that she's deaf at first, or if it's that her dad wasn't aware she was deaf and thought she was just, like, nonverbal or had, like, some other, like, disability, um, but, uh... Kingpin does, uh, figure out, um, he, like, uh, sends her to, like, an expensive, like, you know, uh, special needs school, um, and then while she's there, she, uh, is able to, like, replicate this, like, uh, piano-like performance just by, like, watching someone, um, and then Kingpin's like, oh, Huh. Um, actually... She's got a really good memory. I'm so proud. She's got, she's got a She's got a pretty intense memory. Maybe she should, uh, 
<laughs> Maybe she should be pursuing some other, uh, some other interests. Because they do, um, they figure out after this incident that, um, somewhat like Taskmaster. Hey, go listen to our episode on Taskmaster. Um, she has, uh, like a, an innate kind of photographic memory or like photographic reflexes, I think they call it, um, where she can like perfectly like replicate other people's like movements. Um, wow. Just like Taskmaster. Just like Taskmaster, our good friend Taskmaster. Um, a touchstone for so many of our episodes. <laughs> Uh, oh, I think classic. that's a lie. I don't know how many times we've referred to Taskmaster in episodes that was not his own. Uh, he's probably, he's shown up like a couple times, at least. Um, but, you know, we always love to see him. Um, so she can, uh, she like very quickly becomes, you know, like incredibly adept in like, all forms, like, she, uh, keeps playing piano, she's, like, a dancer, um, obviously she's, like, an extremely skilled martial artist, uh, she, um, she also, um, she's very interested in art, um, she just, like, on a personal level, she, like, uh, takes a lot of, a lot of joy from it, um, but, uh, she, yeah, she very, very quickly becomes, uh, extremely, extremely skilled in many, many, many different areas. Uh, and although I don't, I don't think this was, like, a plan that Kingpin had. Also, I will say, just very quick sidebar, um... I'm very excited to uh, see her in Hawkeye, obviously. Um, a part of me does sort of wish that she had been in uh, Netflix Daredevil, just because I would have really, really, really loved to see Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin raising a child. I'm sure Vincent D'Onofrio would be down for a spin-off series. <laughs> God, please, Vincent. <laughs> Vincent. Come on our podcast and also make the Kingpin spinoff. I don't know if anyone besides me will watch it, but I will watch it every day. <laughs> um, anyways, so I don't know if this was like Kingpin's like plan all along or if he was just like, hey, I have this like, you know, incredibly uh, powerful daughter uh, maybe I can make use of her in my many, many schemes and plans and plots. Um, so he, uh, tells Maya that Daredevil was responsible for the death of her father. Um, and, uh, he is, uh, very bad and he's trying to stop, uh, trying to stop Fisk from doing all of his things that he wants to do, which are definitely not evil. Oh, of course. Yes. And, uh, so, uh, Maya should, you know, go, uh, kill him. 
And she's like, and she's like, sure thing. Sure thing, Dad. Be right back. Um, she meets uh, Matt Murdock out, like, Matt Murdock as Matt Murdock, um, without knowing that he's Daredevil, um, and, like, falls in love with him, and they start dating. And then also she's still trying to kill Daredevil, you know, classic, classic superhero uh, shenanigans. I love comics. I, God, it really is, it's just the pinnacle of comics. Uh, but she, I think, um, I'm not sure if it's during, yeah, it's while she's trying to, uh, to hunt down Daredevil that she starts, uh, going by Echo, which is, uh, you know, a reference to the fact that she imitates other people's, like, movements and fighting styles and stuff, um, and she, uh, does that makeup of a, uh, white handprint, uh, across her face to mimic the handprint that was left by her dying father, um, because she's on a revenge quest, and then she does keep it after when she's not on a revenge quest anymore, because it looks cool, <laughs> maybe. Um, or maybe she, I mean, presumably she does still want to remember her father, even when she's not, you know, trying to avenge his death. Um, but, uh, she really, she holds her own against Daredevil very well, because she watched a bunch of videos of his, uh, fighting style, courtesy of Kingpin, so she, like, knows all his moves, um... She, uh, can, you know, kind of figure out his, like, weaknesses, um, is able to kind of, you know, compensate for his heightened senses by her having different heightened senses than he does, um, but then as she, uh, as she's going to kill him, uh, she realizes that it's Matt Murdock who she has been uh, romancing. Classic. And, uh, yes, you know, you know it's that, that old school shit. Um, and through, uh, her hesitation, he's able to convince her that, uh, Kingpin lied to her, and he didn't kill her father, and also, uh, Kingpin is a very bad man. <laughs> And that's why Matt has been trying so hard to stop him from doing all his crimes. Look, I know he raised you, but <laughs> your experience is not everybody's experience with Kingpin. Unfortunately. Um, we all wish that Kingpin sent us the, to schools where we learned that, you know, we can do piano after watching it done <laughs> once. Yeah, piano school. Um, but, uh, so Maya, uh, is pretty upset by this, um, and goes to confront Kingpin, and, uh, he, like, does a whole speech about how, like, they need each other, um, and then she, and, uh, she ultimately, uh, shoots him in the face, 
uh, and blinds him. Uh, but he lives, and then also he gets uh, reconstructive eye surgery, so he's not blind anymore. Um, which is like, I don't know how long he was blind for in comics. I'm sure some people do. I think it would be fun if Kingpin and Daredevil were both blind. <laughs> I think, I think it would just be like a fun nemesis dynamic. Um, what if, what if, what if they were both blind? Hey, think about this. Um, I don't know. I also don't know how many blind characters we have in Marvel besides Matt. So, I mean, we should probably get some more. Uh, but anyways, uh, Maya ends up, uh, leaving, um, to, you know, kind of come to terms with how much of her life has been a lie. Uh, she, uh, She's gone for a little bit, um, comes back to find that Matt is dating somebody else, um, and that, uh, Fisk is in prison, but, uh, when she goes and talks to him there, he tells her that he's not mad at her, uh, for shooting him in the face. He's and like, that he no, does. No, I understand. Listen. I would have done the same thing, except I would have finished the job. <laughs> um and he tells her that despite you know everything he did and does care about her very much um which i imagine maybe i imagine would be even like more challenging to process than just him being like i'm evil <laughs> <laughs> and I don't love you at all. And she's like, no, I don't want the complicated feelings. I want you to just be all evil. Ugh. Um. Too bad I was created in the 90s. <laughs> Damn. If only I was created in, like, you know, the 30s. And all of comics were just like, ah, uh, yes, 100% good, 100% evil. Who needs gray area? Ugh, things were so simple. Who needs nuance? Ugh, apparently comics do now. I I do actually enjoy nuance in comics. I do I, love it I, very I, much. I, I love a nuance, folks. Um, but she uh ends up uh finding a uh an old friend of her father's who just goes by the chief. Um, and, uh, she like, goes on a vision quest, um, which is, like, honestly, a little, if, like... If it's, one, it's either written by a white guy, bad. Two, yes. if it's written by a native author, cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I am, I'm, like, 90% sure it was written by a white guy. It reads kind of like it was written it, by a white guy, just conceptually, I'll be say fair, that. It's comics, so it's odds comics. are... Statistically, extremely high chance written by a white guy. I It might it might still be David Mack writing at this point. Um, not positive. Um, but it does, it does, um, the, uh, the, like, fan wiki did, like, capitalize 
vision quest, which like, it would be very funny if they were like, you must go on a vision quest. And she's like, oh, like that, like tradition. They're like, no, no, no. You have to look for the vision. We don't know where he went. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Comics. Um, No, please, please just find the vision. We need, (laughs) we need him. Someone's got to do it. Um, She also apparently during this um, meets Wolverine, um, who uh, like befriends her and like teaches her about um, his whole kind of weird history with like uh, Japanese culture. Um, Okay. Not... Not he explains his weird history of Japanese culture, but he teaches her about Japanese culture because Wolverine, for some reason, has a bunch of Japanese stuff just happening. (laughs) He just goes to Japan and does a bunch of stuff. Um, Sir, you are Canadian. Yes, which I think think this might have been retconned in um, to explain the thing that happens after this, um, I just, I have a suspicion, but I could be wrong. Um, cause what happens after this, um, she goes on, she goes on her vision quest. She, you know, like finds some sense of peace with her extremely complicated backstory. Um, and just kind of does art for a while. Uh, and then, um, in, 2005 um brian michael bendis is writing uh the new avengers um which i think is like the post um uh like post avengers disassembled new avengers um but one of them is a uh character who has not been shown before and who is wearing a like a uh, helmet and mask that uh covers their whole face and a costume that uh disguises basically any you know distinguishing features um gotta just love like, it gotta love it um and uh they're going by ronin um and and it's not Clint Barton. It's not Clint Barton. This is pre-Clint Barton. Good. Ronan. Good. Good. Um, yes. <laughs> it's not Clint Barton. Good. <laughs> uh, I just had to make sure. But initially, this has been like... Bendis has given like kind of a few cagey answers about this. The general consensus is that initially... Um, this character was supposed to be Daredevil, uh, in disguise, which does sort of track because Daredevil also has, like, a lot of weird Japanese (laughs) stuff happening with him. Um. What is it with comics and Japan? Yeah. American Um, comics love Japan. They love to just put a bunch of references to, like, Japanese culture that they really don't fully understand. What if Japan, but in New York? Hmm, think about it. Hmm. Uh, 
so the i the idea was this character was probably initially supposed to be daredevil um and then a uh USA Today article came out about the new Avengers, and it was like, um, ooh, who's this mysterious Ronin character? Uh, we'll, we'll give you some clues. You know, he's, uh, he's a big name in Marvel, and he's been on the big screen, and, uh, those weapons he's holding are a pretty big clue. And he had, like, like a, uh, like, staff, like, bow staff sort of thing that like what is he's got uh, escrima sticks he had like some like a, a weapon that daredevil commonly uses um <laughs> but uh so bendis apparently he said later that he like mentioned this in the usa today interview not thinking they were going to hint at it in the article. Um, but so everyone immediate was, immediately was like, oh, it's Daredevil. Um, and then supposedly when he like actually thought about it, he was like, oh wait, it wouldn't actually make sense for this to be Daredevil. Um, because like Daredevil's like in prison currently in the Daredevil comics and like the timelines aren't gonna match up. Um, so. <laughs> when the eventual reveal came of Ronan, um, it was revealed to be Echo. Um, <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Uh, <laughs> Echo. Echo, come back. Yeah. Echo, come back. Um, which is why I sort of think, <laughs> why I get the sense that the Wolverine thing was retconned in, because it would track for them to be like, there's no reason for this Native American woman to choose, like, you know, Japanese iconography. So what if we put in there that Wolverine told her a bunch about samurai? Not even, like, a Japanese character. Wolverine. <laughs> just, Wolverine knows a lot about this stuff. <laughs> Wolverine's just like, hey, yeah, just, you know, go to Japan. It's fine. Stuff will happen. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe you'll uh, get married. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Life is full of surprises. Um, but um, it works. I mean, it does work in uh, Echo's favor because it means that she, as you know, a fairly minor character before this, um, is now a member of the Avengers. Um. And she, like, the reason given for the Ronan thing is that she, you know, is sort of like, uh, she has sort of a dark past and she's like, well, I don't want to, like, you know, tarnish the Avengers reputation by having people be like, is that, like, Wilson Fisk's adopted daughter? Uh, but <laughs> she is extremely, uh, skilled and cool and... I you know, would be an asset to the Avengers. The thing is, by this point, how many times has Wanda Maximoff been <laughs> on the Avengers? That's I don't the, think... The new Avengers are being formed, like, immediately after Wanda uh, just went on a rampage again. Oh, that... I mm, Yeah, that would... 
that would be all like, well, maybe we should take in family ties. <laughs> let's, but, uh, let's consider this. So many superheroes have, like, evil family members. I don't know why it would be, like, a point against you if it's like, oh, yeah, my dad is Wilson Fisk, kinda. Yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to be understood as much as, like, the Avengers would, like, kick her out so much as, like, she's kind of still personally dealing with it. Mm, okay, um, all right. That's fair. Uh, she's like, yeah. I don't want anybody to ask me about Wilson Fisk. I really don't want to talk about my adopted dad. I just don't want to talk about it, so I'm not going to let anybody know who I am because I know that the Avengers are a bunch of fucking gossips. <laughs> God, yeah. They're gonna want to talk about my feelings, and I don't I... want that. <laughs> um, absolutely not. Um, she does, um, so she spends some time, uh, on the New Avengers. Uh, she, uh, does, they do have her go to Japan, um, because they're like, we gotta incorporate this now. Um, <laughs> but so she can uh, keep an eye on Electra, who is uh, over there leading the hand. Uh, she does. Um, she does die very briefly fighting Electra, but the hand brings her back to life with their hands magic technology with the like intention of like also making her an assassin but then the avengers uh rescue her and she's fine um but uh she uh also th then after that they find out that electra was actually a scroll the whole time because you know of course <laughs> yeah it it's always, always put your money on scrolls. Yeah. Um, also not, uh, too long after this is when she, um, decides that she doesn't want to be Ronan anymore. Um, and she, like, gives Clint her permission to use it, um, because he's kind of, you know... I mean, what else is new? He's kind of at a weird point in his life. He's like, he needs I, something heck, new. I'll go to. I'm not even gonna go to Japan. I'm just gonna. Thanks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nobody can see my yeah. face. Perfect. This just is just what I wanted. All I need right now. Um. God. Uh. She does also. Um. Sometime after this, during uh. Secret Invasion, she ends up, uh, hooking up with Clint. Terrible choice. Yeah, why would anybody ever? And so I'm saying, many people have. I'm saying this as a person who enjoys Clint Barton as a character. Why would you, you ever are... date the man? A, a massive, massive Clint, Clint head, as the kids would say. Would um, they? Do not, do not date this man. Ugh. I love him, but he does not do relationships well. Oh, God. Um, truly not at all. Um, 
she does um she does some more stuff with the avengers she um is on uh on Luke Cage and Jessica Jones's uh shortlist for potential uh caretakers for their daughter uh which is cute um she ends up uh she shows up in Moon Knight uh go listen to our Moon Knight episode um and she um a few, uh, a, it seems, this was, I read a short summary of this, and it seems like a few very unfortunate things happen in, like, rapid succession. Oh, no. Because, like, he he meets her uh, where she's, like, working undercover at a strip club. She's, like, pretending to be a stripper, but she's really trying to gather information. Um, and then, uh, like... Moon Knight is like, uh, like, ooh, like, I, we're into each other. And she's like, no, we're not. And then, like, he, uh, kisses her and she punches him, but they're, like, still into each other. Um, and, uh, then she gets killed by some, like, rando, like, D-list supervillain who just, like, just shoots her in the chest with a laser beam. <laughs> And she dies, um, which are all a lot of red flags for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're handled differently in context than the summary describes them, but, um, not, uh, not a fan of most of those things. Um, but she does, she does come back, um... For some, I don't know if it's ever explained. They're just like, she's back now. Um, but she, uh, comes back to help Daredevil fight, uh, Ulysses Claw. Um, and as far as I know, she's, uh, she's still around. I think the last place she was <laughs> spotted, um, Maya Sighting was, uh, she was in the recent, uh, Captain Marvel series, uh, teaming up with Captain Marvel. Um, and now she's, uh, going to be in Hawkeye. Uh, so pretty cool. Um, I think there's a story about her in, uh, Indigenous Voices number one. I was yes. I was gonna read it today, but then I went to the beach with my nephew instead. Um, I picked up a lot of pebbles. Hell yeah! Does that count as reading comics? <laughs> reading comics is sort of just like holding a whole bunch of pebbles when it, you really think about it. You're just it. sifting through rocks until you find something you like, and then you cherish it forever. <laughs> and in that way, it is like reading comics. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, it looked like, um, the actress that they cast as her for Hawkeye looked pretty young, so I'm guessing she's gonna be, like, a teen. I um, want her to be Kate Spear so bad. I want her to be friends with Kate, and maybe they could date each I, other. I, I, I don't think like, it will happen. I was about to be like, and maybe they hold hands? 
Then what if what if we yeah. held hands in the Hawkeye TV show? And we were both girls? <laughs> oh god. Um so I'm I'm guessing uh once uh as the Hawkeye TV show approaches, um there will probably be some more kind of like breakdowns of like Here's what you need to know about Echo before Hawkeye comes out. And then I'm sure once it comes out, there'll be a lot of conversations about how she is uh, portrayed. I was trying to find some, like, uh, takes from, like, uh, actual native people, like, discussing how they felt about her as a character. Um, And I wasn't able to find any while I was doing research, which isn't to say there were none out there, um, obviously. I did find, um, I found one, um, Tumblr post from a black reader, which obviously isn't the same thing, but they were saying how they felt it was really, um, they really liked the way that, uh, like, getting in touch with her culture was, like, an important thing for her and like kind of helped her to uh you know get a better sense of who she is uh and how apparently in like a lot of the uh or some of the pages for her issues of like Daredevil where she's kind of like introduced uh the artwork for which looks very cool but there's like some panels that have like kind of, like, traditional, like, Cheyenne-style, like, beadwork around them, uh, which is neat, uh, but, yeah, so I, um, am curious, um, about how, uh, various Native readers feel about her, um, and also, uh, deaf readers, and, uh, maybe both, um, so if anyone has, like, uh, you know, articles or anything on that subject, please do let me know. Or even just, like, Twitter threads. Yeah. Blog posts. Um, I did find, um, I found her mentioned in, like, a couple of articles by, like, disability scholars, but it was, like, more of a general, like, you know, oh, like, (laughs) how do we, like, you know, is disability representation, like, still helpful when all of the disabled characters, you know, have, like, superpowers. (laughs) Uh, but, yes, um, so I am, um, I'm very curious, uh, how things are going to go with her, uh, in Hawkeye. Um, I'm excited that she's gonna be there. I'm somewhat optimistic given that they have already cast a deaf Native American actress. Um, and I'm hopeful that it will be, uh, cool and fun and not a mess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And uh, hopefully it's not a mess. I really would like for it to be not a mess. Um, also a tiny bit of me wants for it to not be a mess because I'm like, well, maybe if it, uh, it works in Hawkeye, and then they also bring Daredevil back as a Disney Plus show, <laughs> and then 
<laughs> she can be Kingpin's daughter in Daredevil. Yeah. Um, I mean, on one hand, I don't really trust Marvel. No. And on the other hand, I don't really trust Disney. So. <laughs> God, yeah, the real double whammy. So I'm just like, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. But I do want to see it. So I am going to see it on my sister's account. <laughs> Not going to get my own account. No, I mean, she gave us her Don't password. Don't get it twisted. Because her son is here all the time. And that's where his cartoons are. So it makes oh, sense that so her account is logged in on our TV. Um, yes. It's also where many of my cartoons are, so I relate. Yeah. No, it was fun the other day. Uh, they were over for dinner, and um, we were watching... We asked him what he wanted to watch, and he said superheroes. So we put on, like, a Spider-Man thing, and turned out I was the only one watching it after a while. Um, <laughs> so Hell that's, yeah. that's just where I am. And then we put on, like, the old spider-man cartoon because that's on disney plus apparently and i got to watch yes. peter parker worry about his homework and also the lizard um breeding reptiles in the sewers and <laughs> peter finding out that he's allergic to reptiles it's great oh, cartoons amazing. are amazing cartoons are fun that's if you take nothing else from this podcast cartoons are fun Hi, yes, listen to our uh, comic book podcast where we talk about cartoons. <laughs> we do all pretty much always inevitably talk about cartoons in some capacity. <laughs> we just love cartoons, and I mean, there's so much crossover. And there's so many cartoons about comics and comics about cartoons. Yeah. Um, did you have, um... Anything to add or any like cool pebbles you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, I've got a rock in my hand that has the same colors as the moon, so that's nice. Hell yes! Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good rock. Yeah. I kept meaning to read comics this week and then I didn't, partly <laughs> because I was like, well, I need to make some room on my shelf, so I should read comics that I have in print. But also, I kind last time I read comics for, you know, that month and a half straight where I read a bunch of comics and then stopped yes. for several months. Um, I should finish reading those, but those are digital and will not free up space on my shelf. Uh. So then, you know, I ended up just not reading anything. So we're doing great. How about you? Um... I did um, pick up uh, issue one of the Batman Catwoman came out, and oh, uh, do they fuck? You know, <laughs> I mean, it is confirmed. Tom King that Thomas King promised. <laughs> Tom King promised me personally uh, that they would fuck. Um, it's a um, <laughs> it's it's a little wild so far. Um, there was um there was some brief fucking, but there's also like I I don't know why I was anticipating just a lot of, you know, uh just like talking about their relationship uh stuff. But um there's a lot of uh weirder 
<laughs> stuff. It is, um, this isn't a spoiler, um, because Tom King mentioned it on Twitter several times when it was coming out, um, but it is, uh, a sequel to, um, Mask of the Phantasm, which is an animated Batman movie that I should actually rewatch since I read this, because I watched it a long, long time ago, but it is, um, generally seen as, like, one of the best, uh, animated Batman flicks, and features this character called the Phantasm, who was not, uh, existed only in that movie until now. This is, uh, her first appearance in comics. Um, so there's that going on, and then there's also all the Bruce and Selina stuff, um, and also the Joker is here, uh, and it's, uh, also a sequel to that one, like, Batman annual that was, like, about Bruce and Selina, like, getting old together. Um, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to process, but they do fuck, so if you're worried about that, don't worry. They do. All right. Tom King did not lie to me on Twitter. <sighs> Thank God. Um... But yeah, so, uh, that, um, other exciting Batman news is that, uh, next year, um, uh, Mariko Tamaki is going to be, uh, writing for Detective Comics, um, as the second woman second to be the lead writer on Batman. Second. Besides... How, how long has Detective Comics been running? Decades? Uh, 80 years. <laughs> the last one was Devin Grayson 20 years ago. Wow. Fucking step it up, DC. Fucking absolutely Hey, what if for the ridiculous. next 20 years, only women wrote comics? <laughs> only women. I thought you were going to say only women wrote Batman, but absolutely correct. Only women write comics. Men can wait. <laughs> they've had they've had 80 years to do this. They'll be fine. They can go, I don't know, get into pottery or something. <laughs> and uh us non-binary folk, I don't know where we're going to be. We we can we can draw the comics. Yes. We will draw the comics. Women write comics. Non-binary people draw comics. Um, Men go learn pottery. <laughs> all men. All men just go go to act all men just go to therapy for the next 20 years. <laughs> Figure it out. You don't need God. to write comics. Just go to therapy. You don't. Stop trying. Stop projecting all your issues onto Batman and go to therapy. Gods, can you imagine? <laughs> oh. 20 years. No men. Maybe no trans men. men. Trans men yes, get a pass. If, trans men are the only men allowed to write comics for the next 20 years. Yes. No, no cis men. Can touch comics. No. No. Um, I also did want to mention, um, uh, Mariko Tamaki is also, uh, working on a, uh, graphic novel, 
um, about Starfire's goth daughter. Also very uh, good. Which I'm pretty stoked about. Um, and drawn by uh, Yoshi- Yoshi Yoshitani, who I love. Um, so, hell yes. Um, okay, I think that's, uh, I think that's everything. It's definitely not. I'm going to remember a bunch of other stuff I wanted to say, <laughs> but for now, that's everything. Um, so thank you uh, for being here on Capes and Japes. If you want to uh, keep up with us, you can find us uh, on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram, just at uh, Capes and Japes. You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com uh, if you need anything by email. Uh, we have a Discord server where, uh, we would love if you joined us in there. We have a a channel where we just post, like, comics news, and honestly, when we get to the end of the episode, a lot of times it's just me, like, scrolling back through the week, like, what? What happened this week in comics? (laughs) Um. What did we get excited about and then immediately forget? (laughs) Listen, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Brains are tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, so come talk to us on Discord. Uh, we also have a Patreon where you can listen to us, uh, read 24 Supernatural comics and talk about them, uh, among many other things. Uh, maybe we should watch Mask of the Phantasma, Phantasm Ooh. Patreon. Um, That'd be fun for this month. Join the Patreon, and maybe we will. Um, but if you uh, can't do that, very understandable. Another great way to support the show um, is to leave a rating and review, if you're so inclined. Um, we will give you a shout-out if you do that, for sure. Um, also telling a friend about the show. Um, if you have anybody who saw the Hawkeye news and was excited, but was like, who's that? We have this episode just for them. Uh, so that's great. And yeah, just being here and joining us is so special. And we do appreciate it. So thank you for being here on this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, don't date Hawkeye. Just don't. (laughs) Don't date Hawkeye. Also... All men go do pottery for 20 years. (laughs) 